the train is gonna smack you down on his tracks! Whoop! Your caboose is mine! It's podcast time! Good ball, grab your friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names the woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time! Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are, rating and reviewing, talking about, enjoying, laughing, giggling, laughing hysterically, question mark? I laughed pretty hysterically tonight. As as we watch Adventure Time from the beginning all the way to the end. Matt? Yeah. How are you? I'm, I'm actually very good. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. Pretty great. Awesome. It's been a hot minute since we recorded. We had um, a lot of things happening in our life that contributed to that, one of which my grandmother passed away, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Is that cool, Matt? Absolutely. All right. So my grandmother was almost 101, and she was a Jake, very much of, the, very much of her life, looking to have fun, responsible when needed. And I want to dedicate this episode to her. There's this one time we were in, um, we did like right during COVID, well, it's still COVID, but like during uh, the early stages of the the pandemic, we would have these like weekly family meetings and I would drive down to her house and have my laptop open and um, have her join with us uh, occasionally. Anyway, in one of those meetings, she said, this is her motto to live by. And I thought it was really applicable for Adventure Time. She says, life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside, thoroughly used up, totally worn out and proclaiming, wow, what a ride. That's amazing. Right? And, yep. and so like, as I read that, I just thought of Adventure Time and how that is the encapsulation of like Finn and Jake and their life and adventure and... It just, um, anyway, so grandma, here's to you on, uh, January would have been 101 and I'm excited to dedicate this episode. Yeah. Thank you for doing that, honey. Yeah. Ain't nothing. <clears throat> so we have some pretty incredible episodes today. We're going to be reviewing who would win, which is fun. And. And. Ignition point. Yeah. Yeah. You like how I was almost ready that time? I know. I was really proud of you. <laughs> thank you. I've earned that. You did earn that. I've been really excited to get to who would win. This is one of my favorite, um, if I'm in like a sour mood, go-to cheer me up episodes. Oh. Yep. Cheap. Cheap. Yeah, I quote it all the time. Yes, you do. <laughs> and then we have another really exciting thing. We're going to be talking about the Adventure Time 100th episode. Woo! We finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Know, right? We're in the triple digits finally. <laughs> yep. It feels like we would have hit it ages ago. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We don't talk about that. We don't. Even though it took us a while to get here, we're still plugging away. And guess what? What? It's your birthday eve. It's my birthday eve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of exciting things happening today. There are a lot of exciting things happening. <laughs> With that said, should we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sure missed that. That's here to stay. <laughs> it's very bro-y. All right. So, season four, episode 21, who would win? Wait. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the, the let's do it thing 
Reminds me of, what was that bad bully name he came up with one episode? Jaren. Jaren! <laughs> That's a Jaren. Let's do it! Um, I love how you're like, Jaren! Jaren! <laughs> Sounds like I'm being pantsed by Jaren. Jaren, no! <laughs> Let's make Jaren a thing. Oh my gosh. This is what I live with. All right. <laughs> you're so funny. Who would win IMDb rating of 7.4, overall number 99. Ooh. Directed by Larry Leachlider, Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Akko Casera and Jesse Mohanahan. Original air date was September 3rd, 2012. And they didn't record the amount of viewers for this one. Nobody watched this one. <laughs> so the title card is Finn and Jake sitting on a hillside. Finn's arm is over Jake's shoulder and Jake is playing a handheld video game. Uh, I wrote it down this time, so I'm not stumbling over my words for for uh, 60 seconds. And he still stumbled. I, I, I know, and I wrote that part down too. <laughs> I love how it has a beautiful like sunset in the background. Yeah, or is it a sunrise? I don't know. I don't know. It's a nice picture though. It is pretty. So to the synopsis, the episode begins with Finn and Jake walking up to a cliff. Finn thinks that he can make the jump, but Jake isn't so sure because it's crazy far. Finn tries and immediately plummets down. Jake saves him, and Finn's like, watch me, fool. He tries again. <laughs> Jake comes with him and morphs into a parachute. 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 <laughs> parachute. <laughs> We're British now. Um, parachute, and they glide over the cliff. Finn yells that he did it, though it was actually Jake. Finn mentions that he likes just spending time with him without other people. He calls it bro time. Bro time. Bro time's the best time. Yeah. Bro time is the best time. Sometimes. So Finn and Jake see Wait, some... when's bro time not a good time? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've hung out with my friend Sean. Yeah. But we had bro time. You did have bro time. You also had fancy watching... man time. Yeah. We had we just pretty much watched YouTube videos most of the time. Played guitars. Played guitars. Day drinking. Day drinking. <laughs> Played guitar. <laughs> and then going to work. <laughs> uh, oh, good times. Uh, so Finn and Jake see some marauders climbing over a barn in a body of water. So these marauders remind me of the rough, the roughhousers from the yeah. episode of Boom Boom Mountain. Yeah, totally. So Finn and Jake go to investigate and find that the barn is actually um, the shell of a legendary fighter called the Farm, who wears like this barn house as basically his outfit. Mm-hmm. So the Farm is gigantic and his head hangs to the side like a rag doll. And after the Farm throws off all the marauders, the train comes along to attack him. <laughs> the train was so great. I love the train. This guy's like, he's like the Macho Man Randy Savage of Ooh. Yes. The train is going to smack you down on his tracks. <laughs> Your caboose is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I had to do it. I love this guy so much. It's, he's like, choo, choo. So good. He's running for him. So good. <laughs> Thank you. So he attacks, but he loses instantly when the farms. Att- my sound, my volume just spiked so high in audacity. <laughs> <laughs> so he attacks the farm, but he loses instantly when the farm sits on him. Finn and Jake run to the train to ask him if he's okay, and he says that he will be since his friend. Uh, he has a friend that makes bionic legs. Finn's like, I want bionic legs, foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, but Jake argues it isn't natural, saying. It ain't natchy, which I love. 
Um, Finn says he doesn't care about being natchy. And Jake says, let's discuss this later. Later. Super serious. Yep. The two of them decide that they want to fight the farm so that they can become bro legends. Brogens. That <laughs> sounds like a... <laughs> like something like a... I don't know. Brogens. A geriatric cream. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, it does. <laughs> Brogens. Brogens. Side effects include blah, blah, blah. So they start training. But while Finn is taking training seriously, Jake's eyes are morphed behind his his back so he can keep playing this video game, Compy's Castle. And he states that uh, it's important that he remains the third best player of the game. So Finn gets mad and slaps the game out of his hand, breaking it. The screen flashes, Jake, I've always had a crush on you before it dies. Aww. Then it starts to rain. And for some reason, it looks all green when it's when it's oozing down them. Oh, it does. It, the coloration of this animation is really interesting. Yeah. Jake. Like acid rain or something. Yeah, that's what I thought, actually, when I when I watched this. But yeah. Yeah. Jake, in a fit of rage, grows to a gigantic size and tells Finn that he's going to break every bone in his body and then heal him later with the magical tears that they got from the Cyclops' eye. He beats Finn down and tells him to apologize. Finn refuses, and a full-out battle ensues. Eventually, they come to a log, and Finn runs into it, but falls partially through a hole, making him dangle by his head and part of his shoulders. <laughs> you see his little legs, like, peeping out the bottom, like, boop. <laughs> so Jake sees this as an opportunity and starts kicking him. So, but the log breaks, and both of the boys fall down a canyon. So Jake lands first, and Finn lands on top of Jake, and the log plummets down on top of Jake, knocking the wind out of him. But they keep fighting, and eventually they're both totally worn out and beaten up. So Finn starts resorting to cheap moves, like throwing mud in Jake's eye. So Jake pants his Finn, revealing Finn's red and white underpants. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Jake then expands the size of his own butt and slams it down on Finn. I thought that was funny. Finn yep. bites on Jake's booty, and the fight finally comes to an end. They each decide to take down the farm without each other's help. But when they show up for the fight, they're both too exhausted. So the farm smashes each of them into the ground and shakes some barn animals onto them from the barn house he is wearing. Finn and Jake subsequently go unconscious. Yeah, I love that. That's just like the extra slap of the face is dropping some animals on them. Yep. Yep. So during their sleep, they have a together dream and they meet the dream warrior whose voice is by uh, Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller. A.K.A. Simba from the original Lion King. Simba. Simba. A.K.A. Nico Topolis from the 1998 Godzilla. Who gives a crap? <laughs> I do. Okay. So, anyway, he tells him. Hey, Simba. Matt. Yeah? Thank you for that tidbit of information. I didn't know that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, he tells them re uh, seemingly random things such as, I have cheap cars. My cars are cheap. But they drive bad when I turn out the lights. Then you he sound like Matthew Broderick right now. Thank you. Then he points to sweatpants he's wearing and says, these sweatpants have another name. And Finn points out to, that Jake calls him give up on life pants, which is a line I've used in life. A hundred percent. I remember when I first started Matt, far, farting Matt. Started dating, farting Matt. <laughs> dating I Matt. I was born a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I was born a fart. I've lived a fart. I will die, die a, fart. a fart. He taught his nephew that as well. And, um, yeah, he will not wear sweatpants outside of the house Can't or pajama it. pants or he barely wears basketball shorts outside the house. No, it's, I feel gross doing it. I don't know. Like, it's like Jake says, even if you're going to get teepee, you got to be well dressed. I, I'm not recently 
over like the last year, so I, I don't know if it's quarantine life or whatever, but I'm I'm a little more lax on what I'll wear out in public. Mm-hmm. For going to like Walmart or something, I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably still the best dressed in a Walmart. <laughs> So, Are you done? Yes. Anyway, so the Dream Warrior. This episode on. <laughs> so the Dream Warrior ends it with saying, two shiny golden apples, ripe enough to bite. And then he tells him to get lost. Look how rude he is in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's unnecessary. Totally. 100%. When Finn and Jake wake up, they apologize to each other for fighting. Jake admits he should have taken training more seriously. And Finn says he should have respected Jake's third place ranking in Compi's castle. Also, there are some derpy-looking barnyard animals standing around them. All the marauders from earlier show up to watch the battle go down, and Finn and Jake get pumped up. Finn says it's time to use everything they learned in training. But Jake is like, all we did was fight with cheap moves. So he realizes that the Dream Warrior is telling them the right cheap moves to take down the farm, and they use them by putting mud in the farm's eyes, a.k.a. turning out the lights. Pulling down his pants, a.k.a. give up on life pants, <laughs> and biting his buns, Ew. a.k.a. two shiny golden apples. So the farm falls defeated. The marauders rejoice, and Finn and Jake get gold medals. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. <laughs> From cheap moves. <laughs> this is classic, like, season one and two kind of fodder right here. Like, yeah. I, this is so funny. Yeah, I agree. The train part uh, was probably the best part of the episode yeah, the train's the man it was so great it was so great uh and i also love how when they're fighting each other um one of them gives the other an indian burn like that's that's like stuff you do when you were in like third grade yeah it's mostly finn to, with, with the cheap moves because like mm-hmm. he kind of has to resort to cheap moves with uh jake having like magical powers and everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like the magic powers are jake's cheap move yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I This episode, I know I say it's so good multiple times, but it was just um, funny and classic Adventure Time. I, I echo you on that. Um, and I just, it, it, it definitely was, this is just more fun bro stuff. And I, I really like it when we have like maybe plot heavy episodes or other Adventure Time-esque weird episodes, but then we'll go back to some of these like bro comedy, you know, uh, Adventure Time Specialis. Yeah. Specialis, good word. Thanks. Yeah, I really love these um, <clears throat> Finn versus Jake kind of episodes, too. Like the one where they're each like, oh, I can get through this dungeon without you, and then they end up needing each other's help in the end. Yeah. I really enjoy this one. This is, when I'm, like, back when we started, like, when I'm thinking about, like, episodes I'm excited to talk about from, like, mm-hmm. seasons, like, say, one to four, this is one of the episodes for me. Yeah. I know it's, like, not big on, like, overall story, Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to do with, like, the big picture. Sure. But this one's just a lot of fun. It's so funny. I don't know that I agree with that, though, because it is part of the big picture. This is just, I think it gives the viewer a glimpse into the relationship of Finn and Jake and how they truly are bonded and are partners in adventuring. And they are not, they are not one without the other. Yeah. And so I think it is a good tale of that, if you will. All right, I respect that. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Compy's Castle, the, the the game that Jake is third place in. Yeah. If you remember back when I was doing security work, I had a, I had um I had a lot of downtime at work back then. Mhm. And I was watching um playthroughs of uh like speedruns of the of the classic game Castlevania. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite games ever. And like the first time you ever play that game, if you try to beat it, like 
without any kind of like videos helping you out, you're going to spend forever on that game. Mm-hmm. If you get good at it, you can get down to like beating it in 20 something minutes. That's crazy. And I got to a point where I was, so I was looking at like the online rankings mm-hmm. and I realized the timing I was getting in the game, I would have hit like the top like 90 players of That's all time. That's amazing, Matt. Which, you know, 90 is like, all right, but... That's still amazing. But that's what the Jake thing got got me thinking of, because I was, like, obsessed with getting that great timing mm-hmm. for a while there. You were. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked, and it was great, and it was a good unwind thing for you. It was. So, and I always was like, oh, my gosh, it had been great for you to record your playthrough and then put it up somewhere. I never did. No. And it would take me, like, 40 minutes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You could do it like that one guy and just play it over and over and over. over. And over and over. <clears throat> Oh, what's that YouTuber's name? I can't remember, oh, but he's funny. Yeah, he he played like this the golfing really crappy game. golfing game. Yeah. Yeah, and so he good. became like the the record holder. Anyway, yes, yeah. He's like a super popular YouTuber. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeet. Yeet. Okay, Matt, where is the snail? Mm. The snail is seen when Finn, when Finn is jumping rope with Jake during their training. So the butt of Jake and his tail and his hand, I'm assuming. Wait, what? Oh, so it's... How his, does this his right num- arm. Okay. But it looks like it should be his left arm when you look at half of his body. Yeah. All right, this doesn't make any sense to anybody listening, but... <laughs> <laughs> you should take a look at it. Yeah, uh, take a look at it. Anyway, the snail's on the ground waving happily. Yep. His little grin. Little grin. No fill face. Matt, what was your favorite line? My cars are cheap. Um, so this is a line that is also reverberated into our life as well. Absolutely. And this goes back a long time for me because like mm-hmm. back when I worked at Subway, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just, a, it, it became such a popular thing that like it, it, it seeped into my coworker's subconscious. That's so funny. Like I had this coworker named Alec and like he was going to put like the bread of the toaster and he's like this toast is bread things like that <laughs> like, i laugh because that's so stupid <laughs> <But> <laughs> like, i still use it constantly things like this cat is feline yes he does it is so funny <laughs> what's your favorite line it ain't natchy it ain't natchy i love it it's me so too. funny cracks me up that's one of my favorites <laughs> you want to give me an impression of a character uh yeah I'm too freaking legendary for you. Wait, which character is that? Uh, I believe that is um, Jake. Ooh, nice. In a grumbly voice. Oh, I already did this impression. Yeah, do it again. Your caboose is mine. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love his voice. (laughs) It's so good. We have tons of trivia for this episode. I want to be where the trivia is free. I want to go where the knowledge flows. <laughs> I, I sang that in the shower the other day. Did you just... So you made that up in the shower? In the shower, laughing to myself. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you. I love it so much. That warms my heart. I've been practicing it in my head for two days now. So you can remember it when we record? Because <laughs> I keep talking about how I'm going to have an actual trivia song. So there we go. All right. Well, you have many opportunities today. Thank you. Uh, the train collapses and farts after being kicked onto the shore by the farm, triggering Finn to ask, did you just die? One of the factors that indicates death is a loss of bowel control. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. 
So in the place where Finn and Jake rest, corals, bones, submarine, ships, and such can be seen, meaning that once there was an ocean there. Huh. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's cool. That is really neat. There's, there's usually so much like weird stuff in the background. So Can we just pause for a minute and talk about why is the girlfriend on Aquaman look like Ariel? And also, we had this conversation earlier. She had a British accent in... Justice League. Yeah, and then she had an English accent in Aquaman. Or American accent? That's what I meant to say. Yeah. What did I say? English. Oh, <laughs> god damn it! So, oh man, yeah, it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> like Aquaman is many things, but well acted is not one of them. Oh gosh, it just really bums me out. Like seriously, like over the top, like, like modern day Ariel. I don't. Yeah, uh, the part where she's playing the flute on the boat. I, like, oh, oh my gosh, come on! It hurts my feelings. You compare about that to this. like the boat scene in Wonder Woman. Yeah, which is like a master class in acting and dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, don't, I really, I'm a huge sucker for the guy that directed Aquaman because he's made yeah. a lot of movies I love. Yeah, like um, The Conjuring and Saw and Insidious. I really enjoy Aquaman. And I watched his his most recent movie lately, um, Malignant. Yeah. Which is one of the most bonkers movies I've seen in a long time. Did you end up watching it a second time? I haven't watched it a second time yet. Oh, I think you should. I'm not watching it without you. I'm not watching it. It's so... not scary. No, Matthew. <laughs> no. No. I am just... Okay, when did we watch The Nun? A long time ago now. I am just getting over The Nun Nightmares. Uh, missing out, bro. No, I'm not watching Malignant with you. Listen out, bro. It's a non-starter. What is Jaren's voice anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Missing out, bro. No, that's, that's not. That's more like stoner friend than it is bully. Oh my goodness. Missing out, bro. Yeah, sure. That's it. Okay, so Dream T- Warrior tells quote unquote Finn and Jake to pull down the farm's pants, even though he's not wearing any. Yeah, I guess the the barn house is supposed to be the pants. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. It's more like a onesie. The episode premiered exactly six years before the series finale. Wow, cool. That is crazy. Episode connections. The title music from What Was Missing plays at one point in the episode. Finn comments that he would be willing to replace parts of his body with machines. He previously envisioned himself possessing a mechanical arm and Mortal Folly and King Worm. Foreshadowing. Jay says that he would beat up Finn and then heal him with the tears that Finn got from the Force Cyclops in another way. <laughs> Jake says that he needs to play Compi's Castle every day so he can maintain his rank. Compi's Castle is first seen in Beyond This Earthly Realm as Finn's favorite game. Huh. Also, that's why... I, oh! Mm. I want to talk about Animal Crossing. That's why I play a- Animal Crossing every day. Not so I can maintain a rank, but so I can do my dailies and get my like my tree with money on it. And then I can get... um um um. Like, I have to, like, get all my fruit and my pumpkins. But, so right now, I'm working on um, a rock garden, which is going to be so cool once it's done. <coughs> but in order for you to get a rock garden, um, so they the rocks spawn randomly. And <clears throat> you have to, um, you have to place 
an item in every quadrant of the game so that way they spawn in your specific spot. So what I did is I've downloaded, they have like this customization portal that you can get stuff. I found a Finn, Jake, and then the treehouse. Mm-hmm. I have into like one of the cheats is to put like a mannequin of something like in every quadrant. And so I have dozens of Jake mannequins <laughs> all over yeah. my island right now. Wait, I've not seen this. No, you haven't. It's oh. so funny. I just did, I did half my island today. I'm like, I don't know if I can do the rest. So I got to finish the rest after this. But oh, man, uh, it's really funny. And I need to take a picture and we need to post it on social. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I got to take a look at that. Yeah. Myself. It's so funny. It's just like this army of Jake mannequins. <laughs> That's awesome. I it's can't wait so to see great. it. It's so great. Anyway. We're, you're going to play that later tonight, probably, right? Uh, Yeah, sure. After yeah. I make your birthday pie. Birthday pie. Guess what I'm making? Apple, apple pie. pie. <laughs> <laughs> Tree trunk style. Tree trunk apple pie. Your love is not enough. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but your love is not enough. So the Marauders <laughs> have seemingly wandered away from their village, which was destroyed sometime between it came from the Nidosphere and Burning Low. When Finn and Jake are fighting the farm, the music from when Finn, Jake, Lady Rainicorn, and LSP were making their potions from bad to worse played. Cool. Fascinating. Cultural references. <laughs> Holy cow, honey, you really you went out That's <laughs> you went what I'm full saying. out with the trivia in this yeah. one. Yeah. I'm the best. What can I say? You are the best. Mm-hmm. So both the farm and the train were wrestlers similar to the style in the manga Kinekumen by Yuri Tamago. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. In the series, wrestlers based on inanimate objects are used. The franchise was notable as the muscle toy line in North America. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to click on that link there and see muscle, what that is. Because it's an acronym, apparently. Yeah. Oh, there's no pictures i can't be bothered garbage (laughs) if there ain't no pictures throw it out (laughs) the practice punches finn demonstrates after having jump roped with jake are vaguely reminiscent of ryo hazuki and shit of the video game shenmue sorry no, thank you. No, no, sorry. No, that's fine. Who uses a similar known uh, move known as pit blow? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You said Aunt Shenmue, and I just wanted to. No, thank you. I didn't know that. that. Was, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's great. Ryo Hazuki. That's well, so my my best buddy Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, his one of his favorite video games ever is Shenmue, which was a Sega Dreamcast game. He plays this character Ryo Hazuki. And throughout the game, you're learning Kung Fu hmm. in, like, real time almost. Like, Interesting. you can learn the moves from this game in real life. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a martial arts learning video game almost. Did he give you the pit blow? I don't know. Alex taught me. He did teach me some uh, some Kung Fu moves over the years. Though. I do remember that. And then you, I remember you showing me your high kick. My what? spin kick. Your spin. Sorry. Your My spin, spin kick. kick. Which is, like... Three feet high at this point. <laughs> I'm really good at kicking a dog in the face. Forever <laughs> 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 being surrounded by coyotes, we're good. <laughs> well, at least one coyote, because I'm pretty sure you'd hurt yourself. I'm like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I apologize again for interrupting. I was just really excited with that Shenmue fact. No, I love that Shenmue. makes me happy that you knew what it was. Because I was pronouncing the wrong names wrong. Yo, that's okay. 
The music used in the long preview is similar to the opening of Eye of the Tiger by the band Survivor, used as the theme in the movie Rocky Three. I love Rocky Three. Eye of the Tiger, but alone in the words. Rising <laughs> up to the challenge of our rivals. Wait, I have a question. Is that the one that um, Jack Black did? He did one of them. Jack Black did do a uh, short cover of Eye of the Tiger. Yes. By the way, if, if you don't know, Jack Black is an amazing singer. And guitarist. Yeah, he's awesome. Jack he's, Black is super talented. He's flipping amazing. I agree. He's great. Or like one of the times we were listening to one of his jokey songs, I was like, you know what makes me mad? Like, Jack Black is a like unbelievably good singer, and like mm-hmm. he only uses it for comedy songs. I would love to hear him do like a cover album. Yeah. I'd be so happy about that. Sure. So the Dream Warrior giving Finn and Jake two golden apples is a reference to a Greek myth in which Aphrodite gives Melanian three golden apples in order to win a race and marry Atalanta. Melanian uses the apples to distract Atalanta. Atlanta, and the reference most likely deals with the playing dirty tactic employed here. Huh. There's a lot of playing playing dirty in uh, like Greek mythology yeah. stories. Yeah. The Dream Warrior's name and character seems to be inspired by the Dokken song of the same name. Yeah, Dream Warriors, not gonna dream no more. It's a theme song for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Holy cow, Matt. Mm. You're singing a lot this episode. Well, I like that song, and I love that movie. Dream it's, Warriors is the best Nightmare on Elm Street I'm not movie. saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> I'm just saying it's great. I, I love it. I cry every time I watch that movie. I'll uh, hug it out with you. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's me crying, I guess. So the dream sequence is a reference to Dale Cooper's Black Lodge dreams and the television show Twin Peaks. Yep. So both dreams take place in an extremely surreal environment where the main characters receive hip, uh, cryptic clues from a, from a mysterious host. The zigzag background in Finn and Jake's dream is also similar to the zigzag pattern of the Black Lodge's floor. Oh, wow. I am amazed I never made that connection. Cool. Yeah. Twin Peaks. David Lynch. Love I, it. I was really excited for that because I knew that you would be like, oh, my gosh, Twin Peaks. At least one, of our, one or two of our listeners are going to love that. <laughs> All right, one of the marauders in the water has a green cybernetic left eye in hand. It resembles a Terminator from James Cameron's The Terminator Man, franchise. I'm geeking out hardcore this episode. Totally, totally. <sighs> Love the Terminator, the first one. Would you like to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name alone? Yes, yes I would. Which was, who would win? Yes. You said, Finn and Jake come upon a town that are obsessed with winning. They pit Finn and Jake against each other in an escalating competition of who would win. So um, they do come across not a town per se, but a group of marauders and Finn and Jake are in a contest with each other. Yeah. Or who would win. So as far as how close it is, I'm going to say A minus. Yeah. You did a great job. Good job, Amy. And creativity. I love that idea. I love uh... (laughs) the crowd goes wild. They do. So yeah, I love I love this premise in general. A A all around. You did Woo-hoo! an amazing job here. Good job. I'm really proud of myself. You should be. This is freaking amazing. Yeah, I I think that's one of your best yet. Woohoo! So do you want to predict what the next episode's about based on the name? Yeah. Ignition point. Yeah. Yeah. Finn and Flame Princess hang out and realize that they are so different in many ways. They realize at one point. Why they are so alike, unalike, and how this will impact their relationship as Finn Princess. Finn Princess. I like that name. Yeah. It's a combo name. Like, like, Je- like, Benifer. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't think I want to caught that. <laughs> All right, oh. Matt. Any last thoughts about this episode? Uh, this this episode is a total blast. Like, don't expect to go in looking for, like, a completely serious episode. Mm-hmm. But as far as just, like, goofy dialogue goes, memorable one-time characters, mm-hmm. this is right up there for me. I, it I is. I absolutely adore this episode. Yeah, I love it, too. I think this is a great one. Again, it's the bro comedy, and it's um, just super neat, creative, have lots of funny parts. You know, I, I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good watch. Yeah, it's a fun romp. <laughs> are you mocking no because i realize every time i say romp you you laugh and for some reason... all right should we get to the next episode absolutely all right ignition point i'm db rating of 7.6 overall number 100, 100. We Woo! Did it. 100 episodes oh you did it congratulations you did it i'm proud of you guys <laughs> I'm really happy. Season four, <laughs> episode twenty-two, uh, directed by Larry Leechlider, Adam Muto, written and storyboarded by Zomlafay. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I'm done. Okay. Written and storyboarded by Zomlafay, Xiaophone, and Bert Yun. Original air date was September 17th, 2012, and it had 2.26 million U.S. viewers. Nice. Yeah. The title card shows basically an explosion with Finn and Jake popping out of it with some candles, and it looks like uh, Flame King is the cause of the explosion. Yeah, there's like three little eyes and a star face and a hand. And Flame Princess looks worried behind Flame King. Yes. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> the synopsis <laughs> the episode begins with finn and jake at flame princess's house jake asks if flame princess is ready and she responds yes i'm sorry i just forgot how funny this is <laughs> so jake farts in a bag while frame princess <laughs> shoots it down with a flame disc finn finds it awesome and he excitedly says it's his turn so he burps in a bag and then flame princess shoots it down by shooting flames out of her fingertips. I imagine adding flame to a fart just makes it smell worse. Well, I thought it, yeah. It mm. would make like a little explosion. Yeah. Uh, it gets me thinking about uh, the beginning of Billy Madison with, um, you know, of Billy and his friends, including the late and great Norm MacDonald, are leaving flaming poop on somebody's doorstep. And the guy's like, it's poop again! Billy's <laughs> 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 uh... like, you call the bleep poop! Uh, anyway. <laughs> You so, good? Yeah. <laughs> so Flame Princess laughs at this and says to them that they are full of magic air in a funny way. Jake farts, which makes Finn say gross and slap him. So Finn looks over at Flame Princess, who seems distracted, and asks what's wrong with her. She responds that their magic tricks make her feel sad because she had left her scented candles at the fire palace. So Jake says that they should go back to the fire kingdom to grab them. But Flame Princess is still mad at her father for locking her in the lantern for so long. Finn says they can go get the candles, which Flame Princess agrees to, but tells them to avoid being seen by her dad, as she does not want her father thinking that she does she needs anything from him. Out of nowhere, Finn and Jake hear a farting noise, and when they look behind them, they notice a rock is moving with Wah Flambo! <laughs> no way, no how. <laughs> Underneath it. They are both surprised, and Jake whispers to Finn that he thought Flame Princess was the one who was farting. 
Finn asks Flambo to cast Flame Shield on them, which he does. This is like a total video game move right there. Okay, this is a thing, though. So in previous episodes, Finn and Flame Princess have been figuring out, like, how to hug and hold hands and stuff. Why doesn't he just have Flame Shield cast on him? I thought the same thing. Maybe it wears off fast or something. I I don't know. I don't know, though, because they have this on the whole episode. Yeah, That's 11 minutes. You can get a lot done in 11 minutes. And you know the episode takes place over more than 11 minutes, too. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, I feel like Finn and Jake are loaded. They've got a lot of money. Sure. they got, like, this whole booty part of their house. Yeah. And I feel like they could be like, hey, uh, Flambo, like, you want a gig? Cast us on me, like, once a day. I'll give you whatever treasures you want or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's some ways to work around this. Yeah. Based on what the show has given us. Yeah. I agree. 100%. 150%. Absolutely. I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't want to spoil too much in the future future of the show, but, like, I think that Finn and Flame Princess could, uh, they could have a happy relationship together. Yeah. Including smooching. Smooching. Pretty easily. Smooching is the best. Smooching is the best. So as they enter the Fire Kingdom, they go up into a window, which leads to Flame Princess's bedroom, and they see a small stack of candles on a nightstand like rock. So Jake says that they smell like an old lady's bathroom, which Finn finds offensive. But Jake says they remind him of his grandmother, who Aww. he loves. As they start collecting the candles, they hear a voice outside the door, which Finn listens to and looks under the crack of the door. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Mystery. <clears throat> Ooh, mystery. Very Shakespearean episode. Finn realizes the two people are plotting to kill Flame King, Flame Princess's dad. And he learns that one of them has a voice that hisses. Yes emphasizes the S in his talking. <laughs> the other has an untied shoelace. He learns that they plan on killing him with ice, which would be more painful than water, as Finn and Jake walk out of the room down a hallway to find the two conspirators. Three flame people uh, come, so they disguise themselves as a photo hanging on a wall. Yeah, that's great. So great. So as the flame people play around with Finn in the painting form, he starts to run out of oxygen, and the three flame people... Run off to go to the snack time or go to snack time, which makes Finn happy. So they hear one of the <laughs> it sounded like um, Tom Hanks just a minute ago. <laughs> makes them happy. <laughs> I'm Tom Hanks. Oh. So they hear one of the conspirators talking down the hall and follow it, which leads them to an air vent, which they climb into. With Jake's hearing, they walk around in the air ducts, and Jake falls down a hall, which leads to another part of a duct. When Finn falls down, he lands on his face and asks Jake why I didn't catch him. Jake's like, I don't know, ask me next time. (laughs) Finn really relies a lot on Jake for safety. As they continue along, they hear the hissing voice, which they follow into the kitchen where a chef is preparing food. They land in a vat of blueberries, and the chef confuses them with blueberries due to the flame shield spell turning them blue. His hissing voice turns out to be a snake on Finn's shoulder. And the chef says that he is going to chop them up because he still thinks they're blueberries. Blueberries. <laughs> Thanks. So Finn and Jake run away where they meet a crowd of actors and pull two of the actors away with Finn whispering, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They disguise themselves in the actor's costume. And, and after learning that they're in a play in front of the king and everyone in the fire kingdom they devise a plan in which they would pretend to be conspirators and Finn would have an untied shoelace and Jake would say whenever he spoke. Oh, wait, did that make any sense? I don't know. 
As the duo carries, it's adventure time. It's good. It totally makes sense. As the duo carries on throughout the play, they notice a guy looking suspicious and continue to act it out. Student Flame King catches them and orders them to be executed. They learn the executors are the real conspirators and yells out, naked babies, naked babies, to get the crowd's attention, which he then reveals. (laughs) Elvin's hot juice box. Elvin's hot juice box. Oh, so good. Then reveals the executors to be the conspirators. Flame King unmasks them to reveal Torcho and Furnius, his brother's children, whom he thought were extinguished. Yeah. Yeah, naked babies, naked babies. So he orders them to the punishment room. Finn and Jake learn that the Flame King had killed his brother in order to take the throne. So Finn asks if Flame Princess is evil, to which Flame King replies yes. However, Finn then asks if she hangs out with someone good, then could she be good? And Flame King again replies yes. As Finn and Jake get out of the fire palace, Flame King has a concerned look on his face and says to himself, good? (laughs) Finn and Jake arrive at Flame Princess's house, who is now asleep. Finn sighs adoringly, and Jake lights up her candles using her hair. They then leave, but Flame King's face erupts from the candle's fire and whispers multiple times into Flame Princess's ear, evil, 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 (laughs) before disappearing due to Flame Princess waking up with a surprised and scared look on her face. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much stuff. (laughs) This is another one where I'm like, how did they put all of this into 11 minutes? Yeah, it it was crazy. This episode was so lovely. Okay. So first off, Shakespeare, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like really fun. So have you, uh, remember we went to the run fair and we saw Shakespeare? I was hoping you'd ask. You want to tell me what you're hoping? to be a lot of that. This yeah. Shakespeare. It's like a one-man show mm-hmm. doing all of Hamlet and he makes it comedic. Yeah. This reminds me very much of that. Yeah. It was so good. And um, anyway, so I thought I thought of him when we were looking at this. If you, you know, check him out on his Instagram. He's all over the country. He's really funny. But yeah, it was this this episode. It was like, I don't know. It's a story within a story, right? Mm-hmm. First off, the farts and the burps were classic Adventure Time. Hey, we're going to bring this back. This is a kid and his dog yeah. kind of episode. And then you have like this adventure that they get to go on because he's like doing this thing for the girl he likes. And then you have the secondary adventure or the third adventure that, you know, they're solving the the thing for the Flame King. And then that's it. Yeah. It's great. There's just so many little moments that work so well on this one. Mm-hmm. Like um, the painting. Like yeah. them thinking that Finn and Jake are paintings. And yeah. Finn trying really hard not to move yeah. is really funny. Like their reactions to that is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they're in with the blueberries, uh, the the chef says, my bluebies. Which is really <laughs> funny. I just had to throw that out there. My bluebies. Uh, so one of the guys that's one of the villains in this one, like one of uh, Flame King's nephews, uh-huh. is voiced by uh, Paul F. Tompkins. I don't know who uh, that is. He's a stand-up, um, not just stand-up, uh, improv comedian. Oh. Who's, who I really enjoy. He's part of this podcast I like called um, Super Ego with uh, oh. him and Matt Gorley. Matt Gorley is like one of my favorite podcasters alive. And uh, anyway, he's really funny. So it was really cool seeing him in this. And Matt Gorley shows up in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Turns out I'm a huge fan of uh, really good improv comedy. Anyway, he's in this episode. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for sharing Paul that. Paul Tompkins. He played the devil in a uh, Tenacious D movie. So I'm going to go ahead and take the talking stick back. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was funny, though, how quickly things escalated. And I guess that's what happens when you're in an 11-minute episode. But, like, 
I felt like it was like all of a sudden they have the candles and then it's like, oh, we're going to kill the king. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Come again one more time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good creative stuff in this, like um, where they were, uh, you know, pretending to be a painting and, and they had like the three guys walking by and they're just talking about, you know, the abstract art. And it, it was just so fabulous. Yeah. And then I love the return of Waff Lambo. Yep. Yeah. I was hoping he'd be in the episode more than just like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a great character. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt, where is the snail? So the snail is near the top right corner of the screen when the guards are discussing about the new painting. And I totally didn't catch him. No. He's, like, really hidden, and he blends in with the color scheme, which is, like, a red kind of color scheme to match the the flame kingdom. How did he get to the flame kingdom? You know what? He is a whale, well-traveled snail. I guess so. Maybe he was in Finn's backpack or something. Possibly. <laughs> Clearly doesn't need the uh, uh, the cool spell to keep him alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But he is oh, possessed wait, by the lich. That is true. That yeah. is true. But when he isn't, I suspect that he's going to be like he's impervious to every all like the things. I guess so. That's so crazy. Maybe snails are like the cockroaches of. Uh, ooh. ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Like they just survive everything. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even think about that. Uh, do you want to tell me your favorite line from this episode? Yes. Don't remember where it was from, but snacks. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yep. How about you? Thanks. It's an original idea by me from Jake. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. All right. You're going to do uh, an impression? My bloobies. It's That's... the cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mine is Jake. I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I can't think in the future. <laughs> so it's like uh, brother Seth Rogen. <laughs> my face is bright red right now. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh. Uh, all right. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my golly alright Matt it's your turn trivia time no song? nope nope everybody gets one <laughs> <laughs> maybe next episode who knows <laughs> I'm a diva oh my gosh so this episode is the 100th episode of the show in the airing order How, however Cartoon Network advertises the hard easy as the 100th episode what? yeah Weirdness. Well, you know how like weird like the the, the scheduling was for the show and everything. Yeah. So, like, I guess probably there are probably five episodes that can be considered the hundredth episode. Hmm. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. This is the first time that Flame Princess wears a different outfit, and she looks like Aladdin. Yeah. Yep. So in this episode, Flambo punched Finn and Jake to cast Flame Shield in contrast to spinning on Jake in Incendium. Oh. Huh. Yeah. In the hallway of the Fire Kingdom's castle, there's a painting with a Chinese character, which means fire. Cool. Hmm. In the same hallway, there's a large painting on the right that depicts flam- <clears throat> a flambit similar to Flambeau. Huh. Yeah. It seems that the Flame King cannot connect fire to fire much like his daughter. Ooh. Hmm. The title music of You Made Me is heard at the beginning of the episode. 
Finn asks Flambeau to cast a fire spell on them, even though Jake is the only one who has been seen having flame shield cast on him before in Incendium. This means that Finn may have entered the Fire Kingdom before, even though he has not been showing shown doing so in previous episodes. Huh. Or Jake just told him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So this episode premiered during Cartoon Network's Night of Evil Villains, featuring Flame King as the villain. I can see that. Again, I'm a huge fan of the the voice actor that plays Flame King, uh, mm-hmm. Keith David. Amazing uh, actor. I don't like koalas anymore. I don't like koalas anymore. When Flame King sits down to watch the play, the title card music plays. The snake on Finn's shoulder could not have been an ordinary snake because without a fire spell, it would have died. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. The flame shield spell that Flambeau casts on Finn and Jake is the same. Sp- oh, we already said that one. Mm. Flame Princess's scented candles would be mentioned in Frost and Fire when Finn sends a forged letter to Flame Princess that reads, Your stupid candles smell heinous. That's a great episode, by the way. Yeah. That's coming up uh, not in the not too distant future. Cool. So the giant lantern scene in the Fire Kingdom's castle, first shown in, in Incendium, was used to contain Flame Princess and avoid a global catastrophe, as explained in Burning Low. Hmm. Finn and Jake use a plastic bag from Squeezy Mart to hold their magic air. A bag from the same store was used by LSP as her dress and gotcha. Squeezy Mart was first introduced in Ghost Princess. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> so Finn yelling naked babies to get attention of the flame people by confusing them is similar to a strategy in Princess Cookie. Yeah! Yes, one yells Elvin's <laughs> hot juice box. Oh, I love it. Yep. <laughs> That's such a good episode. I love that. Princess Cookie. Okay, so these are cultural connections. Jake says, suffer in succotash, which is a famous quote by Sylvester from Looney Tunes. Sure is. So Paul F. Tompkins voices several characters in this episode. He uses the voice of his cake boss character to play the chef and his Andrew Lloyd Webber impersonation for the theater actor. Mm. Oh, nice. There we go. That's like his, the impression he's famous for is Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> the show Comedy Bang Bang. <clears throat> That's great. A reference is made to Metal Gear Solid when Finn and Jake are crawling through the ventilation shafts with similar music to the game also being played in the background. Nice. To talk about alignments at at the end references Dungeons and Dragons. In the game, changing your alignment causes experience penalties and chaotic neutral is one of the nine alignments in the game. Huh. I You know, I don't play a lot of... I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. I don't play a lot. I never played Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) But a lot of people like that game. Yeah, it's something I thought I would always enjoy. Just never... The the opportunity to get into it never really presented itself in a social way. Yeah. The part where conspirators talk about using Ice on Flame King because it'll hurt more references a quote in the movie of Robin Hood by the great Alan... Rickman, yeah, Prince of Thieves, when Guy of Gisborne and Sheriff of Nottingham discuss cutting Robin Hood's heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> Next time I'll cover your heart out with a the spoon. spoon. <laughs> He's so good in that movie. He is so fabulous. He's, like He's just the only fabulous. good part of that movie. <laughs> I am just like, in. I just love him. He's He was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved Alan Rickman. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yep. So this episode has several references to Shakespeare, and Hamlet in particular. Hamlet is the nephew of a traitorous king of Denmark who killed his ham- who killed Hamlet's father, similar to how Furnius and Torture are the nephew and niece of Flame King who killed his father. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet wishes to establish 
His uncle Claudius is guilt before taking revenge on him. He has a troupe of actors to perform a play containing a murder with very similar details to his father's assassination, then watches his uncle's reaction similar to Finn and Jake's plan to expose the would-be assassins. Wow, good job. Thank you. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Keanu Reeves' version of British. Hammer's father was killed by having a poison poured into his ear. Similarly, someone, presumably Toncho, <laughs> attempted to pour ice cubes, apparently deadly and painful to farg elementals, <laughs> under the Flame King. A piece of Hamlet's famous to be or not to be speech from Act 3 is heard as Finn and Jake travel through the vents. Jolly good. <laughs> <laughs> Bully to you. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. We do a whole British episode one day. No, that would <laughs> be won't. disastrous. It would be and very disastrous. It would hurt the feelings of anyone listening. Yeah, good call. Good call across the pond. So, Flame Princess's outfit is similar to what Jasmine wears in Aladdin. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Flame King says, "Off with their heads," which is a famous quote to the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. So many references. The way Flynn Princess destroys one of the bags at the beginning of the episode resembles Vegeta's dirty fireworks attack oh. in Dragon Ball Z. <clears throat> That's cool. Which I've been all about Dragon Ball Z again lately. DBZ. I'm not sure if I told you that. No, like, you have I, not. I really want to rewatch DBZ. I, I am a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. You okay over there? Yeah, I had to stretch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, would you like to predict what your... Um, <laughs> would you like to hear what your prediction was... <laughs> For this episode based on its name alone. Heck yeah. Which was Ignition Point. And you said, Finn and Flame Princess hang out and realize that they are so different in many ways. They realize at one point why they are so unlike and how this will impact the relationship as Finn Princess. Um, <laughs> That's a combo name. Like Benifer. They do realize that there's a difference in the relationship with, uh, you know, the way that they're able to function together physically. <laughs> <laughs> and... So this is one of those cases, again, where you're much closer to a future episode than you were to this one. Dang it. So with that, great job. I'm going to give this uh, a C plus. All right. As far as how close it was. As far as creativity goes, the episode that it, it's very that your guess is very similar to is a phenomenal episode. So A. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And do you want to predict what the next episode is based on its name? Yes, I do. The Hard Easy. Okay. Jake is faced with a moral dilemma that he over-dramatizes. Finn calls his, quote, difficult decision easy and makes fun of his over-dramatic ways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> All right, Matt, guess what? What? We have some listener feedback, listener feedback. I love that listener feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a five-star review from Road Nerd. Oh, my glob. I know this episode was a while ago, but I just took the Witch Princess Are You and I got Flame Princess, and I'm very happy about that. Anyways, love the podcast. Matt, your impressions are amazing. Love your choose goose. Sorry, Amy. Oh, take that. <laughs> it's okay, road nerd. We all can't be cool. <laughs> Don't you know? You might stub your toe. Don't be meek. You might fall and scrape your cheek. Are you done? <laughs> I'm done. It looks like I can't remember more of his rhymes. <laughs> <clears throat> The next, the next one is a five-star review from Adventure Nerd that says, Psst, hey, Matt, it hurts my innies. <laughs> We're discussing earlier. I can't believe that became a thing. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. We got another review from Milkoe. I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. Long-time listener all the way from the beginning. Wow. Thank you so much for enduring the poor audio quality 
throughout the seasons. We appreciate you. Anyway, really hope you read this on the pod. We're reading it. Um, my favorite character is either Bemo, Neptor, or Lemon Grab because they're really relatable. Thank you for this podcast and I appreciate what you do. P.S. You guys should live stream the recording sessions. I'd love to watch. Uh, you could also have a viewer Q&A where you go to chat. That's such a great idea. And we will have to look at that for uh, the future. Yeah. So Milko or Milkoe, um, <coughs> excuse me, I've had a, a cough for the last month. I love the idea of a live stream. And that's something I really want to look into as well. And it's something I'm actively planning on. And I really hope that we can put together some point in the near future. Totes, my goats. Yeah. So the next one is... Umbreon is my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. I still love Pokemon. Anyway, hey, this is the greatest Adventure Time podcast I've ever heard. I might start watching Adventure Time again, thanks to you. Also, Jake versus Meemaw is my favorite episode. And also, hands you an everything burrito. Oh, you're the best. (sighs) I love it. We love an everything burrito so much. And also, I love Jake versus Meemaw. And... You're amazing, and thank you so much. We appreciate it. Also, it's kind of refreshing to hear that somebody's favorite episode is like, uh, you know, not like an overly serious one. It's just like sure. one of the early season, fun, Finn and Jake, weird humor kind of episodes. Yeah. I love Jake versus Meemaw. It yeah. is an absolute blast. I agree. It's so good. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Guess what? What? We made it. Oh, we did it. We, we did it. 100. I know. It's crazy. No, I've been really excited to get to this point. Oh, We've done it. We did. We did it. It was amazing. Thank you for everyone for listening. Remember that if you are interested in leaving us a voicemail, you can call 216-260-GLOB. It's a free call from your cell phone or 216-260-4562. And leave some voicemail. We'll play it on the air. You can also record a, um, if you don't want to do that, record a uh, voicemail on anchor.fm. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've had a voicemail, so yeah. please send one. We'd love it. Totally. You can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Oh My Glob Podcast or email us at Oh My Glob Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So, with that said, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.